hope everyone's uh, well. And, uh, as we were singing this, I just thought how uh, how powerful that is that, uh, to pray, to, to proclaim, you know, uh, as, as we were singing it, I was saying, you know, you could, you could use this, just as I mentioned before we worship, started worship, uh, no matter what you're going through, we can declare, God, you have no rival, you have no equal, now and forever, God, you reign, yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names, what a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, you know, we've, uh, We've taught our kids that, you know, when I'm afraid, I will trust in the Lord to tell them just to say Jesus, Jesus over and over, over and over again. And, uh, but uh, anyways, this morning, uh, I want to I want to talk about some things that the Lord has, uh, has shown me. And, and it's one of how God gave me this. It's kind of a it seems uh, insignificant, but what the just bear with me as, as I tell you this short little story. But uh uh, in my job, I, I keep a pen. I keep a pen in my pocket. I keep a marker, and I keep a little screwdriver. And uh, anyways, I, I'm always I'm always writing something down. You know, mostly for work. Sometimes I'm just writing stuff down. And uh, well, anyways, uh, I must have had this pen for a long time because it either ran out or I, or I lost it or something. And so I was like, eh, no big deal. Find another pen. And usually try to find a pen a, a pen that works good. You know, there's if you write a lot, you find you you come across one of those pens. And then you, you have to ask God for forgiveness because you'll, you'll put it in your pocket and just take off. But, uh, but uh, anyways, so, and then I got, me, I got a new pen and then went on and, and uh, we were doing something for work. And so, hey, can I borrow your pen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and now, now I'm, I'm leaving. I'm like, oh, my pen. My pen's gone. I was like, golly. And I had another pen and uh, I can't remember how many pens I went through, but I remember that uh, just in my work truck and, and just had the, thought, the, 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 the sentence came to me. What is the significance of the pen? And I, you know, I was like, I recognize that as, oh man, I think that's the Lord. So I'm driving and I'm, I'm riding the, you know, I know you're not supposed to text and drive. Sometimes I write and drive. But uh, anyway, so I wrote that question down. What is the significance of the pen? And so I kind of worked on it a little bit. Usually I'll, I'll look up scripture, you know, that, you know, I just punched in pen and looked up scripture. But uh, Anyways, I, I, I went to uh, Psalm 45.1. You can go there, if, and, and that's the, the main text. But uh, I went there, and I read that, and I was like, yeah, you know, I think God's trying to, you know, show me something here, trying to tell me something here. And so I forgot about it for a while, and I went back to it. But um, And here, here's the thing, that little things matter, because God is in them. You know, it may not seem like a big thing to have a pen and to have to use it at work, but... Uh, you know, God was telling me that little things matter, and I am in them. And so, as 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 uh, that question, what is the significance of the pen? You know, I, it kept it just kept playing in my in my spirit, and I kept hearing that. And so, um, the scripture that uh, it came to several scriptures, but uh, the the one that caught my attention was Psalm forty five one. My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my com- composition concerning the King. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So, uh, you know, within this one verse lies the significance of the pen. You know, because Scripture is the best interpreter of Scripture. And uh, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. The significance of the pen is found in the words that we speak. If my tongue is the pen of a ready writer, that means that the words we speak, that's, that's the significance of the pen, is the words we speak. 
You know, we're all aware of Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Why is it that we're not more aware then? We, we, we believe that, that, that scripture is quoted a lot, but why is it that we aren't as aware of our words as we should be, if that scripture is true? If we either speak life or death. You know, and, and, and notice it didn't say, you know, death and life and, you know, some good things, some bad things are in the power of the tongue. It said death and life. So we, we are either speaking death or we're speaking life. <clears throat> and I, I believe Psalm 45.1 is the key to answering uh, these questions. The, the things we're going to look at first, the words that fall from our lips are there because they are first found in our heart. That's, that's very important. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, that's uh, Matthew 12.34 and Luke 6.45. What is your heart overflowing with? So that's the first thing we're going to look at. The second thing is, what does your life song sing? What does your life sing? And basically, what you do on a day-to-day basis, what is, what is the message that it's putting out there? You know, the psalmist said he recites his life song or his composition concerning the king. So we knew what his, uh, what his life song was about. And last, if your, tongue is a, is, if your tongue is the pen of a ready writer... You are to be ready in season and out of season. So that scripture uh, from Second Timothy 4.2, it, it says, Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering. You know, we like, we like to exhort and encourage, you know, but uh, not many of us like to, to rebuke or, or convince. But uh, that the man of God may be complete, it says that, w- first of all, we need the Word of God and we need this in our lives. So, if you will... Um, if you're already there, Psalm 45.1. That's the, that's, that's the scriptures that we're going to be coming out of. And what I did, and it, it just it broke it down more for me, is uh, I looked up, I looked up the, the meanings of, of several words from these, from these scriptures. So first of all, my heart is overflowing with a good theme. With a good theme. You know, we know our heart to be our whole being. Our heart is, is basically, when it's talking about that, that's who we are. You know, when you take, when you take this, what you can see away, that, that is who we are. And so um, it makes up the rule you. includes, you know, your mind, your will, your heart, understanding, your feelings, emotions, everything that makes up you. So that's what we're talking about. You know, and overflowing, I, I found it's a very interesting word. When, when you look it up, uh, it says the prim- primary idea appears to be in the noise made by water boiling. In the noise made by water boiling. That's overflowing. It reminded me of, of, the, of the, another psalm, deep calls unto deep, at the noise of your waterfalls. So, um, overflowing. Uh, my heart, basically my heart boils up pleasant words. <clears throat> The, you, the, the word that's used for overflow, overflowing is, is actually a word, uh, indict. And not like you're being indicted for a crime. That's where the word comes from. But it's I-N-D-I-T-E. And the meaning of it, it's to make, to make up or to compose as in a poem. So, you know, overflowing, uh, excuse me, it, it, basically to give literary or formal expression to. So, <clears throat> to indict. To put down in writing. To indict a message. To dictate. So, my heart is overflowing with a good theme. Bubbling up like boiling water. You know, uh, Larry mentioned one, one Sunday morning, zeal, like, like bubble, bubbling up. And so, um, <clears throat> my heart is overflowing with a good theme. Okay. 
A good theme, good as in pure goodness, uprightness, kindness. This word good is actually overflowing with meaning. It means pleasant, excellent, rich, valuable, in estimation, prosperous. This list could go on and on. I think, I think we get the idea on that. So out of, out of the, the biblical usage, that it means you know, speech, word, speaking, saying, utterance, words, business, occupation, acts. That's what I want to focus on. You know, my heart is overflowing with a good theme. It comes out in everything we do, basically, what, what the word, the, when, when, you, when you break it down and you, and you find out the real meanings of words, it means so much more than I'm happy or that, 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 I, that I speak good things. It, 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 it should come out in the words we speak. It should come out in what we say in our utterance. It should come out in our business. It should come out, come out in how we conduct our business and our, our, what our occupation is. <clears throat> uh, if you will turn to me, uh, Luke 6.45. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. And... Uh, it, it said, Jesus said, every tree is known by its fruit. My heart is overflowing with a good theme. The words that we speak reveal the condition of our hearts. And, and just keep, keep that thought in mind. We're going we're gonna to go back to it. <clears throat> so my heart is overflowing with a good theme. What does, and I said the second thing we're going to talk about, what does your life song sing? You know, um, if you want to get a good idea of what your life portrays, uh, ask, ask your coworkers or have someone ask your coworkers. Because if you ask them, they may not tell you the, the complete truth unless you tell them. Be honest with me. Be blunt. But, um, you know, uh, those, of, those of us at work, we spend most of our time at work. So guess, guess where your first place of ministry is, is probably, uh, and I'm not talking about apart from your family, but where you spend your most time, it, it's, at, it's at your job. So what does your life song sing? The psalmist, the psalmist said, I recite my, comp- my composition concerning the king. I recite my composition concerning the king. So to recite, to speak, to answer, to say in, one, to say in one's heart, to think, to command, to promise, to intend. Our lives should always concern the King, King Jesus. You know, we just we just sang about we just sang about my King, my King Jesus Christ, my King. So our lives should always concern the Jesus, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. Why we say? Uh, let me see. What we say and what we do. Why we say what we do and why we do. Intent and motive are key. Uh, Larry mentioned uh, uh, about the false prophets, and he he asked us a question. How do you know? If 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 he's a, if someone's a false prophet, you can you can kind of use it. How do you know if someone you know a Christian or not? And I, I love the, the the example he gave was a Balaam about the prophecies he gave. If you go back and read his prophecies, they were true, they were accurate. He blessed Israel. What was it that made him a false prophet? It was the intent of his heart. It was his motive. God would not allow him allow him to say anything other than blessings over Israel. So he found out another way to curse Israel. And so, and the, the, what was the reason he did that? It, it was for monetary gain. So his, the intent and his purpose. So that goes to say that we can say all the right things. We can, we can, uh, we can go to church every time the door is open. We can, we can tell, tell people whatever, whatever it is they want to hear. And, uh, and we, we, we still 
could be missing it because the, the intent and the motive of our heart. So when I say, what does your life song sing? It's more than going to church. It's more than, than saying all the right things, than, than doing all the right things. It, it really is, it really is a heart matter. And so, um, so every, everything that, that we do becomes our life song. Your very life and how you live, what you do, it becomes your life song. So, uh, going back to what the, the verse, what the verse said about your heart overflowing. The, the actual verse, it says, I speak of the things which I have made, touching the king. I speak of the things which I have made, touching the king. What are the things that you have made? Think about that. What are the things that you have made? Your, your work, your labor, your business, your pursuit, your undertaking, your enterprise, your achievement, your deeds. So um, everything that we say and do. I want to go to some scriptures and see what, what scripture says about how we live our life and, and what we do, what we say. Uh, we're going to be in, in Colossians 3.17. So if you can turn there. <clears throat> Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Uh, if you skip down to verse 23, it says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Most Bibles have a, have a title above these, sections, these different sections. If you look at uh, verse 17, the section, The Character of the New Man. So our character should, should uh, one of the things that we should portray is what we do and how we do it should be all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God. And the, the second section, The Christian Home. If you notice in verse 18, it starts out, Wives, submit to your own husbands as it is fitting to the Lord, in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. About children to their parents and on and on. Uh, go down even the bond servants. And then whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. I'm going to tell you that that is easy to say. That is easy to quote. Do whatever you do unto the Lord. And that's, another, that's another scripture that we've heard. That's another phrase we've heard, you know, that... that, that we do what we do, we do it unto the Lord. Again, how do you really know if what, you, what you're doing is, is for the Lord? It, it's, it's really a heart matter. So, First uh, Corinthians 10.31. It's another scripture. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So this one kind of says it a little different. You know, and if, if we back up uh, to verse 23, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. You know, some of the, some of the things we do may be okay, but um, this scripture also goes with another scripture talking about, you know, if, if you're, not, basically, don't be a stumbling block to your brother. You know, that, that uh, let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. I think, I think um, a lot of times because of the, of the legalism in, in, in Christianity that's found in different churches, we, we mistake a lot of things or, or we take them out of context. 
I don't think this is saying anything other than what it's actually saying. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. That that the love of God in our hearts should be so great that we would do whatever it takes to be sure not not to not to cause another brother to fall, or to do everything it takes to to, to encourage him. So uh, that's that's another story for another time. But so the <clears throat> I recite my com- composition concerning the king. So first we had my heart is overflowing. My heart is overflowing with a good thing. I recite my composition concerning the king. You know, what, our life song, what it's saying. What our heart is full of is going to come out, of course, in the words we speak. And it's also going to come out in, in, in how we act, what we do. And so, to truly recite our composition concerning the king, our heart has to, our heart has to be right. And so, we come to the third thing. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. And so, you know, what is the significance of the pen? You know, and, and I find it funny because, you know, at first I thought, you know, that's that's not the Lord. And then I was like, you know what, that just came to me out of nowhere. So as as is my, my practice, whenever whenever God gives me something, I just write it down and look at Scripture. So the significance of the pen, our tongue is the instrument we, that we use to reveal our heart. When you say it like that, it makes you want to be a little bit more aware of your words. That our tongue is the instrument that we use to reveal our heart. If you want to, if you want to know someone's heart, just just listen to them for a while. You know, um, the words that, that you speak will reveal more about you than whatever it is you're talking about, whatever it is you're complaining about, whatever it is you're criticizing. When 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 you are speaking that criticism, complaint, whatever it is against somebody or against an organization or against a company or whatever. You are actually revealing more of yourself than you are that company. Think, think about that. It doesn't matter if what you're saying is true. What you're revealing is your heart. You know, uh, uh, on our, our sword generation Bible study, um, Jessica brought a word about what she said is about complaining, but it's, it was really, it, it was about gratitude. And, and her, the, the, basically what she said that, you know, that rather than complain, we need to have that shift. Rather than, well, I have to go to work. It's like that shift needs to be, man, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I get to go to work. I get the chance to go to work. And so that, that, was, that really challenged me that, that uh, if we can have that shift and instead of, instead of the complaining or the criticizing, let's turn it into gratitude. You know, let's, let's turn it into encouragement. And, um, and so that, that was our challenge uh, that week. That let, let's, let's have that shift. And so you, you think about that. The, the words we speak, so if they, if they truly reveal our heart, we all need that shift. We all need to, 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 to be the one that says, hey, maybe they're having a bad day. Why don't, why don't you give them a break? Or, hey, maybe, you know, because that's the thing that we don't know what everyone's going through. We don't know. There's a commercial. I think it was a Chick-fil-A commercial. But um, anyways, the, the people were walking and they had above that no one could see, but they had above their uh, a caption above their head. And so one was a person was walking and just smiling and laughing and said, uh, lost, lost their spouse of 20 years, uh, two days ago. So, you know, and then another one, uh, a kid, you know, whatever, you know, uh, has it rough at home, uh, endures beatings by his parents or whatever, you know. And so the point, the point of it was that we have no idea 
what, what, a, what anyone is going through at any given time and in any particular place. And so if our heart is overflowing with a good theme, we will see past that. And we will, we will, we will, you know, we'll, we'll want to see what God sees. And that was the whole, I believe that was the whole purpose of that, that commercial is that there's, it's basically, there's a whole other world out there. And that, that goes to, that, that goes with, with any, anything and everything, you know, that, that, uh, anyways, uh, kind of got off. But, so think about that. Is your tongue the pen of a skilled and diligent scribe who records and composes with accuracy, skill, and beauty? I love that it says, uh, I was looking up on the, uh, one of the app I have. It said that to be uh, the, the pen of a skilled and diligent scribe. If you know the story of the scribes of, of how they copied the Bible, there was no room for error. They, a scribe was a scribe because of, the, of their accuracy because of their skill, because if you think about it, if, 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 they, if they deviated even just a little, it would change the entire meaning. It would change the entire meaning of, of what they were writing. So they were very diligent. They were very skilled, and they, and they, they composed with accuracy. Uh, and and it, this also said, you know, with accuracy, skill, and beauty. So you think about that. It was not just a job to them. It was an art. And so our, ten, our tongue as the pen of a ready writer. Think about what an artist does with a pencil. You know, because you, you can take a, a pencil pen, you can take this and give it to, to just anyone. Say, draw something for me. They'll draw something, maybe, maybe a stick figure. You give it to a skilled artist and say, you know, draw something for me. And what they, what they compose, what they, what they create from the same pen, pencil, is, 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 a, is, is completely different. So if we can look at, the, look at our lives like that, you know that that uh, we are we are the, you know the, the creation of God, and what 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 is you, you think about it? What is what is our what is our purpose? I mean, ultimately, what what is what is the the, the best decision that we can make in this life to 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 make Jesus Christ our Lord, our Savior, and to become to become His child, to become a part of His kingdom, to to. To take what he wrote, to, to take what God wrote in the Bible, you know Romans, Romans, uh, you know the, the Romans road. You know you can go down there, all of sin. You know we all fall short, short. Go through there, and to say that prayer, to mean it, to mean it from your heart, and and to secure your place in in, uh, in heaven. Uh, above anything, is there anything greater than that? Is there anything greater than that? Okay, so that 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 is our greatest purpose. So guess what the greatest purpose for the next person is. That same, that same thing. So when, when someone's coming and they're complaining and they're doing this and they're doing that, God, God has the same purpose for them that he has for you. And maybe they are having a bad day. Maybe they're just a jerk. I don't know. But uh, God showed me something about people that it, it really changed how I, I look at people that are hard to like, that are hard to love. You know, that one person. And if you don't know who that is, it, it's probably you. So just uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're out there, they're out there. But um, and God showed me uh, this one particular brother in Christ. He is the way he is because of how he was brought up and everything he's been through. And and he he was he was a brother that you know, he's just just obnoxious, uh, would like to play too much sometimes. But God showed me that about him, and and I'll, I'll never forget what what he what he taught me about about giving. 
See, he, did, he didn't receive any, uh, this, this was when I was in prison. He didn't receive any money any, from his family. He didn't receive any letters and nothing. And so uh, we're, we lived in the same area. And so when, when I went to the to commissary made store, I would, I, would, uh, I would give him soups, you know, coffee, whatever. And I remember um, one time after I, I'd just given him some, some, uh, some, some food and coffee and stuff. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even a minute later. And I see him out in the day room and, he, and he's, he's sharing what he just received. And God showed me. He said, that is true giving. He's given what he didn't even have. And that, that taught me so much because uh, I was, I was kind of, I was, I was high and mighty. And I was being, you know, I was like doing the Christian, oh, I'm doing the Christian thing. And God showed me through him and through that, that small act what he did. That is true giving. And so um, I'll never forget that. And that was from someone, had I not, had I not looked at him as he's like that because of what he's gone through, I might have I just, you know what, I, I think I'm going to let, let someone else be a mentor or be a be a friend to him and when it came down to it that's really what he wanted was was a he just needed a friend he needed someone that that accepted him as he was and isn't that what god does with us he accepts us as we are and yet we have all these restrictions about why i don't have anything for them i don't have anything for them death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit you know, what is what is the significance of the pen? It's it's not it's so much more than I, I know I said it's the words that we speak, but it, it's the words that we speak out of out of what's in our heart. I want to go to um, let's see where we at. Colossians four six. Shanna saw my note. She goes, you only got three pages? I said, yeah. She goes, oh, we're going to beat the Baptist for lunch today. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Colossians 4, 6. Uh, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. You know, that's a, for me, that's another scripture I, I, I refer to a lot. I hear a lot. And what I did uh, studying for this, I, I, you know, what I, I, I tend to do a lot of times, I'll go up just to see. Let's see what else there is there. And um, just going in verse 5, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. For those who are outside, who's that talking about? The unbelievers. So walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. I don't think letting our speech be seasoned, always be with grace, seasoned with salt. It's so much for your brothers in Christ as it is more for those who are outside. Because, you know, I, I accept my brother as he is, you know, warts and all, whatever. But uh, we have people that are looking at us from the outside. And you can say, I have liberty in Christ to do what I want, have, what, have say what I want, whatever. Let, let's not be the reason why someone may say, you know what? You know, he, he says he's a Christian, but I don't know. You know, so let, let's, uh, and, and as I said, that's not to get legalistic. That's, the, that's the, to truly put others before you. If you really have a mindset of, of winning others for the kingdom, then what's it say? Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. 
Because guess what? Don't you know that they're going to ask you something? Don't you know that they're going to say, hey, I had a question for you, you know, and or, or hey, uh, this this is a thought I had or or, or whatever, whatever it is. And uh, in, in, uh, in the in the Bible study experience in God, they mentioned that when you hear when when someone comes at you with a question like that, that's God working. Uh, uh, hey, I, you know, whatever it is, the question that those are the moments we need to be we need to be ready for. That I, I like to uh, Apollo Lost is a spirit. Have, always have your spiritual antennas up. Always, ha- always have them up. You know, just like that. Something as silly as as a, as a ink pen. God will use that because you know what, what God. What I shared at the beginning. God is in the little. That, that the little things matter, and God is in them. The little things matter. See, I, I believe that we miss the big things because we're too busy for the little things. We're, 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 we're looking at them as insignificant. We're looking at them as they don't really matter. When really, it is the little things that are the big things. It's, it's the very little things that we do, you know, uh, for, for someone else or whatever it is. So God is in the little things, and we need to, we need to pay attention. We need to have our, our spiritual antennas up. So... <clears throat> I just want to. I'm going to read that. Read that scripture again. Psalm 45:1. My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition concerning the King. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You know, I was sharing with Larry a little bit about um, about this, and he said that Psalm is is a is a. I'm going to go to it right quick. It's a it's a song of love. He mentioned the Song of Solomon. But uh, what's it say? Psalm 45.1. Again, if your Bible has all those notes, it'll... It says, uh, the title says, The Glories of the Messiah and His Bride. You know, and I hadn't even realized when I, when, when, uh, when I began researching and just studying all this, that it has, that it has to do with that. Because what, what's the word that we've been, we've been hearing here? To the chief musician set to the lilies, a contemplation of the sons of Korah, a song of love. It's a song of love. So how, how, do you get, how do you get to that place where you can say, as this psalmist said, how do you get to your heart overflowing with a good theme? How is it that we get to a place that, that, that our life song sings about the king, that our life song declares the king? And how, is our, how can our tongue be the pen of a ready writer? We get there... By falling in love with God, by being in love with God, by by truly putting Him first above everything else, you know. And um, it's 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 the the one that says it all the time is is probably not there yet. It's it's the one that lives it out day by day, month by month, year by year. I was just talking about that with. Um, uh, Thursday when we when we got together uh, and practiced, uh, you know that um, you know I, I look at Pam and Gary and, and they have been faithful not just in in the music ministry but they've been faithful in their walk with the Lord. You know some of us younger folks we need to look at some of these older folks who have been walking this walk for years because let me tell you that 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 says something that says something for those who who are. Who have been just walking the walk? I, I look at Larry, and I think the same thing that everything you've been through, everything that we've been through, and you still, you know, that was one of the the Kairos Prison Ministry. The the one of the reasons that that that, that had such an impact 
is that this ministry came back month after month, year after year. We saw a lot of the same guys coming back every month. They would come back every month. They'd come back to the reunions. They'd come back to the to the four day retreats. They'd come back, you know, just they they continually came back and they 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 didn't judge us. They they just they had they had a very simple message: listen, listen, love, love. And that that that's the motto of Cairo. It says listen, listen, love, love. You don't you don't uh, just don't deviate from that. And we would be good to 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 take a, a note from that. And um, there are some men that are still, from, from when I was in there in the 90s, that are still going back. And they're still doing the same thing. And, and, and uh, so, let's, um, I, I pray more than anything that this, this, this will have us, uh, this, this will make us uh, think about, number one, what are the words that we're speaking? And even more important than that, number two, what's in our heart? What is our heart overflowing with? You know, is your heart overflowing with a good theme, with what everything that is God? You know, so we that we can recite our composition, our life song concerning the King, and that our tongue, not can be, like the pen of a ready writer, but that our tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So that is the significance of the pen. That's that's what uh, that's what God um, showed me. What he what he what he through through something as small as that. So. Let's let's pay attention to the little things because God is in them, and let's. Um, I, I pray that that our heart will always overflow with a good theme. Now, if you notice, it didn't say when some, when when everything's going good. It just said my heart is overflowing with a good theme. Period. So even in the even in the in the bad, even in the tribulation, you know we we uh, we've talked about that often, and and uh, I believe the only reason Paul could say that I rejoice in my tribulations. Is because he was so bound in love with the Lord Jesus that nothing could compare to the glory that awaited him. And he knew this, believed it, and he lived it. That when even in, in, as he was writing from a prison cell, he could say all these things. If, if, you, if you notice that, that the majority of what he wrote was, was, uh, was in prison. So let, let's, um, I, I pray that... that we can we can be more aware. So uh, before we go, I just want to I just want to pray for you guys, Lord. Um, I just pray right now, Father, that uh, that we would pay attention to the little things, Father, because we know God that you are in everything, even the little things. And so, Father, I pray that that our heart would overflow with a good thing that is placed there by you, Father God, that it would bubble over, Father. As, as your zeal just bubbles up inside, I, that we could recite our composition concerning you, the King. And, and as, as, as Casting Crown sings, that our life song would sing of your glory, of what you've done, your redemption, your restoration, your hope, your healing. And that our tongue, Father, would be the pen of a ready writer, ready in season, out of season. That that uh, that it would write the words that are that are always seasoned with grace and with salt, Father. That that uh, that our life could truly reflect Your glory. And so, as we go forward, Father, uh, just uh, help us to 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 walk this out day by day, as uh, as as the Scripture said, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Father, we know. That this time that we're in, that we could look and say, yes, it's dark, but your light is brightest 
when dark is darkest. And so, Father, we rejoice in what's going on because it's an opportunity to shine your light, Father. So whatever lies ahead, Father God, whatever these days are to bring, Father God, and whatever we encounter, Father, whether good, whether bad, whether tragic, whatever it is that we come across, Father, we will, will, uh, God, number one, we will believe that you are always good. You are good and you are always good, Father. That doesn't change and you don't change. And we will believe that your word is truth and that you sanctify us by your word. And so, Father, as we go about uh, leaving, leaving these walls, Father God, let, let your love not leave, Father God. But as we, as we depart from here, Father God, that, uh, that you walk with us and you go before us, Father, that we could say, even as Moses, if you don't go before us, Father, then we, we, we're, we're doomed right where we stand. So go, go with us, go before us, Father. Prepare the, prepare the way, Lord. And help us, Father God, to, to just to, to be who you've called us to be, Father God. To walk in the fullness of our gifting and our calling, Father God. Which, which has been there from the foundations of the world. And so if, if we don't know that, Father, I pray that we would begin to, to seek that out, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord, we praise you and we love you. Amen.